coming up. We are on the road in Plymouth, Massachusetts for the New England Diz Meet for Give Kids the World. And this is the Diz Unplugged. And welcome to the Diz Unplugged, coming to you from Plymouth, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Jenny Lynn Knopp, and I'm joined at the table this week by the best Disney podcast team on the planet. First we have Kathy Whirling. (laughs) Teresa Eccles. Kevin Close. And John Magi. We want to thank all of you for coming out here to join us for this fundraiser. It's such a great cause. Give Kids the World. We're having a great time. You all have put on a wonderful event. It's my first time being here in Massachusetts, and I am loving it. I definitely can say it's been the most interesting Disney that I've ever been to. (laughs) And um, it's just been so much fun. I've been... uh, I went on a walking tour of Massachusetts the other day and got to hear everything from a Native American perspective, and um, which was great because you know you grow up in America, you hear all about the Pilgrims and Indians and uh, Native Americans. Sorry, take that back, Native Americans. And um, it's been so great to actually see the things that I've you know learned about all this you know my years growing up in America. So um, thank you again for everything. How about you guys? What have you all been? doing i did the the walking tour i went to the battleship cove the other day and got to see destroyers and submarines so that was sort of neat because i'd never seen one up close and personal before so that was fun and this is my fourth year i've been to every um meet that new england's had and i love it and i'll be back every time you guys do this so thank you (laughs) Teresa. Mm-hmm. What's been going Peter on in your world? Teresa. I've been shopping my way through the area, and I got—I went to see The Rock. I thought it was going to be Rock Hudson, but it was just The Rock, and it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. But it was—it was pretty cool to know that maybe pilgrims stepped on that rock, right? Tell me they really did. They didn't, did they? I know they didn't. <laughs> but I have my rock magnet to put in my children's Christmas stockings. So <laughs> it's been fun. And meeting everybody here, old friends, and I'm getting to know, I'm trying to get to know everybody. A lot of people I do know now in this room, and most of you I like. <laughs> so. Except the person who outbid her. <laughs> yeah, whoever that is. Uh-huh. Somebody's waving. Was it really? Oh, man, I liked you. For what? (laughs) Okay, I'm done. First of all, I want to say this is the first time I've ever been to Plymouth. Kind of neat. The one thing I'd like you all to do is get together next year and decide how you actually want to spell the town. Because (laughs) What's up with the I and the one? I I, agree with this. I'm very confused. Um, I want to say that I'm so, so impressed with the job that everyone has done at this meet. This has been incredible. Uh, As you know, I'm the one who usually does the groups for things like the podcast cruises and the parties that we throw. However, I have paid staff. 
So that helps a lot to uh, offset my workload. But these guys are all volunteers, and I am just so, so blown away at the organization and what they were able to do. And I had a great time. So thanks so much, everybody. I agree with that. And I, I had a great time bowling last night. This has just been organized so well. And um, I've been, I'm so thankful to, to be a part of it. You know, um, I love it that you all put in so much hard work to do something so great for people. And it's actually just a really, uh, it's an honor for us to be able to participate. I definitely have felt blessed in my life. And I love meeting all of you. You all have been so welcoming to me, you know, being the, the newest member, lowest man on the totem pole and all that. So I've just been so thankful for the hugs and the, um, the greetings. You guys are great. Okay, sorry. Kicking it over to Kevin here. <laughs> First of all, um, I would like to thank Andrew and his family for coming. A lot of times we're involved in this, and this gets to be a big picture for us. It's meets, it's events, it's fundraising, it's meets events, and a lot of times you lose focus on the exact reason you're doing it. It's just a bigger picture. Andrew and his family have brought us all back to the realization of why we're actually doing this. So I would like to thank them for focusing us. I would also like to thank, thank the Intergalactic Alliance. <laughs> Last year they were at the event and they did a great job. And it's my understanding that more of them, the same folks and more of them, asked to come back this year to participate in this event. So I would really like to thank them for their participation. They had a great deal to this. I think we have to give a round of applause to the corporate sponsors, the people who donated the food, the people who donated the paper goods, the people who donated this room. I know that the divas have been out and scouring places for people who are willing to join us in this fundraising event. And I think the fact that we have this beautiful space, I have to thank the Radisson. So I just want to say thank you to all of them also. And last but not least, Bob was the one it's going to make me cry. Bob was the one who thought we should get involved and give kids the world. Oh, my God, they're coming from everywhere. Um, Bob was the one who was involved in this. He said, this is what we should do. Bob kind of pointed us all in this direction. And the folks that are involved in planning this, the divas, Tara did a really good job of naming them all, so I'm not going to name them again. They're all wearing red T-shirts all over the room. Uh, they are following in Bob's footsteps. They are doing Bob's work. So I would like to thank all of them. Uh, everybody up here has been involved in planning big events. So we know the work and the logistics that go into it, and we get paid to do it. They're doing it out of the love for what they're doing. So thank you to them, the Planning Divas for the New England Meet. I would also, and like, again, Tara introduced them all. I would also like to thank all of the planning divas from every other meet. I'm not going to go through the whole list again, but you all knew who you are. You all heard who they were earlier today. So, again, thank you for doing Bob's work. And I think The Rock is dumb. <laughs> the actor? No, not Teresa's Rock. The Rock in the Cage. It's dumb. <laughs> Wait, but you were referring to The Rock, the wrestler, Dwayne Johnson, that guy? That's what I thought There's he was a few about. different rocks. Okay, well, The Rock in the Cage. <laughs>
All right. Well, on that note, I think we're just going to go ahead and start our segment. Today, we're talking about how Disney has been a part of our lives. Now, I think it's pretty safe to say that everyone in this room is probably a Disney fan. Dare I even say a fanatic? <laughs> And for that reason, Disney is not just a vacation to us. It's been a part of our lives in some way, for some reason. And today we're going to be talking about those reasons. And I hope that you all will share your stories. We're going to be sharing ours. So um, as I mentioned before, we've got the mic up here at the front. When you feel that you're ready, please head on up, make your way. And I will, when we get to a, a, a time to pause, I will you know, acknowledge you there, and we would love to hear, everyone here would love to hear you share your story with us. So with that, I think I'm going to start with Miss Kathy, if you could please tell us, how did Disney... (laughs) (laughs) I've got mine. ...become the important part of your life that it is? It took me, I made, for many, 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 many years made fun of people who went to Disney. I did not understand it. I couldn't understand why anybody would want to go spend a week in Florida at an amusement park. And after my husband died and my mother died, my sister went, you know, we need to do a family vacation. And they went, we're going to go to Walt Disney World. And my sisters had only been there once. And they said, and we're going to stay at this place called Caribbean Beach. And I'm like, look, I don't want to go to Florida. I don't want to be there. But I went, and it took a good couple of days. I thought they had put something in the water when I watched all these people doing things. And then finally, you know, I started to notice the details in the parks. And I started to get it, and that was in October. And then for the first Christmas after my husband had died, I went, you know what, I need to go to Walt Disney World because nobody knows that I don't have a husband. Nobody knows that, you know, my mother had passed away. My kids needed to escape the real world, and so we went to Disney World, and I think that's really when it hit. When I saw my kids, my son at the time was nine, and he saw the castle for the first time. Everybody had been telling my son that he needed to be the man of the family, and my nine-year-old son tried to be that man of the family. But when he saw the castle and he saw Main Street, I saw my kids go back to being kids. And that's when I was hooked. And as you know, the rest is history. I um, moved from Pennsylvania to be closer to the parks, and it, it still hasn't gotten old for me. It's going to be 11 years in December that I've lived in Florida, and it's been 11 great, wonderful years. Disney has become my life. My kids work for Disney. I've gotten to meet all kind of wonderful people. It doesn't get better than that. So that's my story. Thank you. But it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, would you like to go? Wow. Um, I, I thought about this when, when the subject came up, and I wasn't sure how to approach it. Disney has always been in my life, as I think it has for most of us in this room, in some way, shape, or form. For me, it started with the movies that you would go see. I mean, I'm living in the Midwest. Never even thought of, I remember one of my neighbors went to Disney World, I think in 1972 or something, and she come back, oh my God, I'm going, okay, you know, we got six flags, what you, what's the deal? And I never thought anything more about it. And so Disney movies, um, 
Disney on TV on you know um, on Sunday night, and that was what it was for me for a very long time. And then as an adult, we came down um, for the first. No, I went to Disneyland once and really enjoyed it. Then we came down to Disney World to see Pete and Walter, and and they took us around the parks, and it was you could tell it was just really magical, and it made and it it made you feel good. And then when we moved here, it kind of invaded my life even more. And now my office is just tchotchkes and weirdness, and I just love it. And it's, it's just happy. It's just happy. And that just kind of snowballed into, I love Disney. I, 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 I love the parks, but I love all things Disney and everything that's behind it, the history and the, you know, when you're walking where Walt has walked. or I just, I like the history of it all. And the, it's just happy, 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 happy. Glitter, happy. Good times. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's just, you know, it's ev- I'm evolving, I guess. I don't know. Are you surprised at how into Disney you are? Is it I am, yeah. I am. Because I always like that kind of thing. So, I mean, I had a, and my mom dug out this old um, metal, remember metal lunchboxes with the, you know, not the replicas, but I had like an original one. And it was um, Pollyanna, I think. And it was my sister's. <laughs> And it got passed down to me because she was too good to be t- taking her lunch to school. And um, oh man, now we're into therapy stuff. <laughs> but um, you know, you think about that. But growing up, you don't think it because I wasn't into. I didn't think I was into Disney, but it was it was weird. And now I'm like obsessed with getting back my childhood and all the things that made me happy. And you know, I guess because I'm so miserable in my life and my job. I, I think it might be. I'm so stressed out because I got such a. Is there a psychiatrist in the house? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you open up your little box of Disney fun and, you know, all the little. And I'm so obsessed with Edna Mode, I can't stand it, you know? (laughs) She's like everywhere in my. You know, I just. Anyway, okay, I'm done. Move on. What I think, I just want to talk about Teresa for just a second. What I think that Teresa does too, when she's working at the Welcome Center and she greets people, she wants to know about you. And she wants to know about your, how, you know, is your, how's your trip doing and how'd you get into Disney and all that stuff. I think that's part of what you like about Disney is you just kind of made a social It's aspect weird. For well, you. I was first shocked at how, I'm not calling you odd or freakish or weird, but it's just like, whoa, it was so important to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, what, what, what's the deal here, people? You know, I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know what I say what I was thinking, but... <laughs> I'm digging a hole here. But, no, I do like socializing. I love meeting people when they come in and hearing their stories and where they're from and why they're where they are and why they're, you know, and how some family members have drugged reluctant other family members to the cruises or whatever. And, and they're all happy. It doesn't matter if you don't like Disney. Well, I have a theory, actually, um, and that is... You know, we talk about us being Disney freaks or fanatics or files or whatever it is. But the truth is we are large in number. So much so my theory is that if you actually aren't one of us, you know one of us. That's how widespread it is. If you are not one of these people, you know one of these people. And there's a reason for that, and that's because Disney has a way of touching lives and changing lives. And why that is, when it started out as a theme park, I really have no idea, and it is strange. But I think we should just embrace it. That's how I feel anyway. So, yeah. oh, That was intense. I'll tell you my Disney story. Yes, please do. Um, so, hi, I'm Tara. Um, 
And I always liked Disney, and I liked going to the parks. I didn't go a lot as a kid. I probably went I know, two or three times. And then as an adult, we went, and then we went another time. But I came to the Diz, and I started researching on the Diz. And it was almost like trips breed trips. And it's like you've got one trip, and then you go and you decide you want another trip. And then you're on the boards, and other people are going, so you want to be there. And then you come to events like this, and you meet other people. And you, then you have another trip planned, and then another trip planned. And then you meet other Disney folks, and then you go with them. And, I mean, I would go maybe once every other year. And last year I went October, November, December, and January, and February. <laughs> so, and it was with, whether it be family or friends, it was different people, because then you want other people to come with you. Um, but we got, m- my husband and I went to Disney for the first time. It was his first trip. And then we got engaged on a Wishes cruise. Oh. But it was with other Dizzers with us. It was so we had we went on um, one of the boards where you could get an illuminations cruise and get other people to go with you to share the cost, and then when we came back on our honeymoon, we had another wishes uh, another that was a wishes fireworks cruise. So I think a lot of it for me was just the momentum of you know one trip and then you want to go again and then you want to go again and then it almost becomes an addiction and you just need more and the more you get the more you get the more you need yeah. and we haven't been since february and i'm kind of jonesing a little bit i'm like you're right so luckily we had this to pass the time and now we've got a december trip so that's you know, but you said something that you know, like you got engaged there and everything like that and those are the things that i'm talking about when i say it changes lives in the sense that uh, you know you you love you love the brand, you love the product, but then it, it starts to become a part of your life, a part of your lifestyle. You meet people, it becomes your community, uh, your social network. In your case, it became your marriage. Right. You know, it just kind of, it, it tends to do that. You're not the only one. Well, and then the other thing I think about it is, is that I've got a five-year-old and you want to take her when she's little because, you know, we're going to go for your first haircut. And then you want to bring her when she's a little bit bigger so she can meet the princesses. And then people who say, you know, I want to wait until... I can take my child for that once-in-a-lifetime trip or what's the right time to take them. We all know that every different age has a different benefit. So for me, I just need to take her at every age mm-hmm. so that every age, so she gets all the benefits. She's happy to walk around and say, I'm five and I've been to Disney five times. So that's our Disney story. I'm in full agreement with you. Is there my, anybody else? My daughter that lived, she was the one that moved to, Pen- or to Florida first. Um, moved back to Pennsylvania with my two granddaughters. And when she was moving back, I went, you're moving back to Pennsylvania? I said, you know, we have Disney World and all that. And my daughter very seriously went, Mom, you know it's not all about Disney. And I went, well, yes, it is. is. (laughs) You know, my two other kids work for Disney. I, I sell Disney. I talk about Disney. Really? Is there life outside of Disney? Mine started early. I, to me, Disney was what you did on Sunday night before you went to bed. Uh, we all grew up with the wonderful world of Disney, and it was just, you know, that was what it was. And I remember my grandmother taking me in, I was 10, 9 or 10, to see uh, Mary Poppins. And I remember back then you had to dress up to go to the movies, and you bought a ticket, like we would go to the theater now. And you bought a specific day, and you bought a specific seat. So this was a big deal, and I was prepped to go see Mary Poppins. And it was just, it's still, it's probably my favorite Disney movie. But I think it's because of that. In 1971, I didn't know it. I knew we were going to Florida. My mom and dad had honeymooned in Florida. And we were going back to Florida, and... My family had had a really bad year. My brother, my father, and I had all been hospitalized in early 1971. And my mother said she had been watching something on TV where they talked about this new park. And she decided if everybody came out of the hospital okay, we were going to go. 
and we went to Disney World in December of 1971. And now we say things like, well, this is my thing. This is what I'm into. This is what I do. This is what I collect. In 1971, I don't know if people had things they were into. I think you had interests back then. And the thing that I think thrilled me was Disney was mine. None of my friends had been to Disney World. None of the people, my friends' parents had been to Disney World. So when I would go to other kids' house, they would ask me questions, and I was the Disney expert at 11 because I had been there. So it, I think part of it was the fact that in, in my small world, I was, I was the only one who had experienced it, and I think I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was also very freeing. As I said, I was 11, and that was in 1971. In 1971, I wasn't allowed to cross what they called the main road. You can't go across the main road. You can't ride your bike across the main road. And I was allowed to wander around the Magic Kingdom on my own. Uh, my brother and I were allowed to go and do what we wanted to do and then meet my folks back at a, a point, and it was very freeing. And I think all of that led up to the fact that it made me want more sort of what Tara said. I wanted to know more. I love the parks and I love the movies. I want to know what's happening behind the curtain. I want to see what's making it happen. I want to know the people that are making it happen. And that's how I started. And I think that's really, I thought about this too after we started talking about, and I've talked about the fact that my mom took us there and it was great and it was wonderful and all that. But I think that's what it was. I think it was the fact that I knew more than anyone about this where I lived, and I think I like that feeling. John will tell you I still like that feeling. <laughs> but I think that's it. And it's just, when I first met John, John asked me if I had ever visited the Disboard. Oh, what's that? And he said, well, it's a community of people. I, like, they're freaks. Why, <laughs> Disney's in my backyard. Why would I get on a, the, the, uh, the Internet and talk to people about Disney? If I want to go talk about Disney, I can go sit in Disney. It's 17 miles away. I can go. And he's like, no, you really should go. You really should go visit the Disboard. And I said, all right, but I'm not going to post. I, 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 don't, I don't need to talk to these freaks. <laughs> and the first night I posted, John, all he said to me was, it's downhill from here, Kevin, and <laughs> you all see what happened. Mm -hmm. So I now realize that I am top of the freak list. <laughs> I moved to Orlando <laughs> to live near Disney, so I certainly cannot call names or point fingers anymore, but that's where my story came from. Is there anybody else who wanted to share their story? Be brave. Valerie Alves, you come up here. You told me you would share your story. I guess I, we don't want to pick on people, but we know some people with some great Disney stories. So come on up. While Val's making her down. way up, I will, I will share my story. Um, my first exposure to anything Disney uh, park-wise was Disneyland in California. I was working for Nabisco at the time, and we did a business trip. I was in my 20s, and the person we were traveling with said, we got to go to Disneyland, you're going to Anaheim. So I went, and I, it wasn't anything that blew me away. We had a couple of hours, and we ran around, and it was like, oh, this is okay. I, you know, big deal. Then uh, a couple years went by and time passed and I had gone back to school and uh, gotten a degree, an advanced degree, and decided that as a reward I was going to go to Disney World. I don't know why. I don't know why I picked Disney World. It wasn't something that was on my bucket list or something that I wanted to do. I think it was at a time uh, in the 80s where it was a little bit cheaper where Disney wasn't as so far out of reach, or it seemed like it was a reasonable vacation. 
So my friend and I decided we were going to go to Disney, and we went, and we had a great time. It was fun. We had a wonderful time. It was terrific. What year was it? I don't know. 74. Do you have big 1774. Do you have, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have big hair? I probably did. Trying to get a picture of it. I probably did. <laughs> and again, it wasn't anything that blew me away. It wasn't like, oh, I got to go back and I'm obsessing to go back and how do I get back and how do I do this trip? And uh, years have passed, a couple years have passed, and I met Pete. And Pete was unashamedly a Disney fan. And he said that right away. I'm a Disney fan. I plan Disney trips. We're going to Disney. This is how it's going to be. All right, fine. I'll go to Disney. This will be great. And it was the idea of seeing it through someone's eyes who loved it so much, who was so into it and into the planning of it and all of that aspect of it that I think kind of the, the light bulb went off and said that this is not about a theme park. This is not about a ride. This isn't about a character that's dressed up. This is about what people react to. And seeing people's reaction to this thing, I think, is what made me want to do it more and experience it more. And through uh, years of uh, hard work and good luck and things that have happened in my life, you know, we get a chance to do this for a living, get to send people to this magical place for a living. And that's really something that um, really keeps me going and saying, listen, getting people to, to the place that they love is fantastic. Now, what's become sort of a, a side benefit to all this, are you reading a water bottle? I am, I'm sorry. I'm telling my story. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just pouring my heart out here. Trying to keep from crying about your story. <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Um, what has become an incredible side benefit of this thing that we do has been the fact that I would say 98% of my closest friends are people I've met through Absolutely either the travel true. agency or the boards or taking trips. Two of our very good friends are standing up right now. Um, and this has become a whole new dimension to the whole Disney thing, is being able to meet people. And whether I get to meet you at an event for a few minutes or we get to make lifelong friendships, it has just added to that level of what it was. And you kind of think to yourself, you know, what is this all about? What's sort of the big picture here? And I, not to get really, really sappy, but I kind of think this is what Walt wanted. Oh my God, you know? You? I think Walt wanted <laughs> people to come together. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm so serious. So you Are you waiting for me to like break into some really dirty joke or something? <laughs> yeah, like, right? Keep I th- going. I My think God. that's what you know his intent was, <laughs> and you've heard us talk about this on the show before. Uh, Kevin and I have not been in Walt Disney World in a year now. It was actually a year ago that we went to Food and Wine with a bunch of folks. It's just that aspect of Disney is not as appealing to us anymore as it once was. And we're hoping to get it back. We're not going to force to get it back, but we're hoping to get it back. But what has happened is there's become other aspects to it that have become better. The other layers to it that are better. Um, That's a really good way to put that. That have sort of added to it. Yeah, that we've kind of... I don't know if evolved is the right word. That's or the word that came to me. You've evolved, evolved into a different, into a phase, different of phase of it. That the theme parks, while we love them, are not as important to us as they once were. That is not the locus of Disney for us anymore. 
you all are. There's a, a, a lady here that I had not met before today who is somebody who works with me and plans her Disney trips. And it was so thrilling to get to put a face to somebody that I email with quite frequently. That's the new Disney in my, in, in my world. It's kind of this interconnectedness that kind of, I'm going to stop saying kind of, that brings us all together like this. But don't you think, I, I've said this a number of times in this room, that if Walt had lived what would he think of all of this? Because I'm sure when he was having his thoughts of doing all this, he never would have thought that there was going to be these groups all around the country or all around the world. I have friends all around the world now because of our love of Disney. What would have hated Magic Man? Yeah, he probably would have. But I mean, you know, really, <laughs> you know, when you think of just what one, what meant one man's, one man's thing, dream, you know, what his, what his little <laughs> thought was as he was sitting. Um, you know, when I got to do the ABD trip and we went by the carousel and I didn't get to see it. But when you think of that picture of Walt sitting there with his child, that he wanted someplace for his family and for families to go and have a, you know, I have huge family now. I have family around the world all because of Disney. And what more could anybody ask for? And to bring my story around full circle to make Teresa really cry, <laughs> my father had uh, emergency uh, gallbladder surgery this summer, and I went to visit him. He's fine. He's doing well. And we, we visit, had a nice visit. And he, you know, my dad's my dad, and he does his weird dad things. He asked me, what, how's Disney doing? Like, <laughs> he's dead, but, you know, <laughs> the parks are doing good. And he somehow thinks I work for Disney. He, doesn't, he hasn't caught on to the whole thing. And he said that he was going through some papers, and he found a, a report I did, I guess, when I was maybe seven or eight, of how come I wanted to be like Walt Disney. Aww. Seriously? Man, you you know, are making this crap up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's one of those things where, you know, it's in crayon You're and human. the R's are backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote, and I don't remember writing it, and I don't There's remember that being anything in my childhood that I, but I probably... Wow, you suppressed it. I must have suppressed it. <laughs> wow. I like you sometimes now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you as much. I don't hate you as much as right. <laughs> okay. Well, Jeff and Val, did you want to share your stories? I know you've been standing there a little bit. Uh, you actually get a twofer here because Disney has, has is just so entwined with our lives. So with your permission, I'll just start with how I got into Disney. Permission granted. And thank you. Uh, and I was born and raised right here in Plymouth, lived here in, in this town uh, right up until February of this past year when the moving van moved us uh, down to about two miles from the castle. Um, when I grew up, I lived uh, a couple of miles just north of here in what's really a company town. Uh, the Plymouth Cordage Company was a big rope manufacturer. That's where my folks worked. That's certainly where they met. Um, and I grew up in a house that was built for the Plymouth Cordage Company workers. Um, and I remember every Sunday night watching Uncle Walt on TV as he's introducing Disneyland and all the great things that are going to happen there. And I remember talking with some of my little friends. I was probably seven or eight at the time, I guess. 
uh, and we were, and all of their f family worked at the Cordage Company as well. Uh, so not big, not a lot of money in there. We kept food on the table, but not a lot of money. But we would always say how our parents said that next summer on vacation, we're going to Disneyland. And, you know, honestly, none of us really had a, a chance of that, but it <laughs> sounded good. Um, well, fast forward to beyond my college years, and now I'm working and I can afford to do things myself, uh, and got an opportunity to go to a seminar uh, in Orlando, uh, went down there, got to visit uh, the parks for the first time, 1978, uh, and just had to keep coming back. I remember the first time I actually stayed on Disney property. I got a room at the Contemporary, um, had been working all day, had a screaming headache, got on a plane, flew to Florida with screaming kids, got to the, got to the hotel, checked into the Contemporary, dragged myself and my bags to the room, uh, threw myself on the bed. It was one of the garden view rooms at the Contemporary. Threw myself on the bed, and uh, about 15 minutes later, all of a sudden, I hear this noise outside my window. Da, 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 da. It's the electric water pageant right outside my window. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, continued many, many more trips to, uh, to Disney until a fateful night on December 8th, 1994, when I met Valerie. Oh, oh, my turn. Your turn. <laughs> okay. And this is when Val tells the true story. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I have a cousin who, back in 94, sold some property, made a gob of money, and she calls me on the phone, and she and her kids were real big Disney fans. And she calls me and tells me that she wants to take me to WDW, and I'm going to stay in a DVC. And I'm thinking, what in the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, she wanted to bring my sister and I to Disney World for a week, all expenses paid. Well, I'm no dummy. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking Disney World, what? You know, she says, we're going to do some really fine dining. I said, at Disney World? I don't think so. Wrong. Anyway, we go. And I meet Jeff. Was he just like lurking around or what? <laughs> yeah. That's what somebody asked me. They said, did you bump into each other on the street? No, he was with a group of, of like-minded. I, I don't use freak, freaks, whatever. For me, we're all Disney cuckoo. <laughs> so he was with a group of Disney cuckoo people, of which my cousin and, and her kids were part of the group. And later on, this was in retrospect. My cousin sent me a, this was pre-digital people, um, a stack of photos this big, and in every one of them, Jeff is standing right by me. I, I really, I, I don't think I was consciously... Oh my God, he was stalking you. He was. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, um, to kind of make a long story short, he got in touch with me and said he would like to see me again, and could we meet at Disney? I said, well, yeah. <laughs> so we did that, and it just kind of, have I forgotten anything of real? 
import. Um, so I just, I fell in love with him, but I fell in love with Disney at the same time. And, and I just, for me, what you guys have said, the friends that you've made, you know, that, that all of us have made, it's, we moved down there. And it's like old home week. Mm -hmm. We have all these people, friends who either live right in the area, those who visit, you know. So for me, Disney is just, it's it's home. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Is there there anyone else that's willing to share their story? Ah, Wonderful. Otherwise, I was going to have to start calling names. Oh, I will go. Hi, everybody. I'm Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. It's like a support Hi, group. I'm Nicole. I'm addicted to Disney. Okay, have some um, coffee. My, I was really fortunate as a kid that um, my parents were not Disney freaks, but we started going when I was three. We went almost every year. Um, but if I had to like pinpoint that time that was kind of that turning point for me, I would say probably nine years ago was where the Disney magic really set in. Um, so throughout high school, I dealt with kind of a lot of crap, and Disney was always the way I would associate it. I think everybody's got that third place. We have home. We feel safe at home, hopefully. Um, we have work. We go there. We get things done. And then we have that third place that's kind of the away from everything. Um, and for me, throughout high school and dealing with what I dealt with then, um, Disney was that third place. So traveling with my parents was really um, meaningful from that aspect. But um, nine years ago, I had, in March, um, I had uh, eight, my son, who's now almost nine, who's eight. And um, that first trip with him, mm. <laughs> that was probably a defining moment for me because to see something through... Somebody who's eight months old who maybe can't really acknowledge something or show that much emotion, there's a magic that happens where you're experiencing it through something completely different. Um, And as we've traveled with him and he's remembered stuff that's happened throughout the years, it's been really exciting because I I can't remember what I wore last week and he remembers what he wore to the Halloween party four years ago and how much fun he had. Um, And that's been pretty amazing. And um, I, the friendships that have come from that and these Diz meets and everything um, have been probably the most incredible part of kind of the whole Disney culture for me. And I, I think I sort of associate it with, I also work for a company that's not as like-minded as Disney, but kind of the same feeling. And I would associate it with it being the first place in life I've ever really felt safe and not judged or looked at in a funny way because it is open for everybody. Um, It is just okay to exist and be the you that you want to be when you're at Disney because there is that bubble feeling. Um, And that has been special for me. And, um, yeah. Oh, then that's her. (laughs) Liz. Liz, before you go, I wanted to say something kind of along the lines of what you were saying, that you're, you're free to go and be the, the person that you want to be when you, you are there. And I wanted to kind of uh, 
<laughs> bring it bring it back around to the reason why we're actually having this meet, and that is give kids the world. I've been to the facility and met with some of the children there, and to hear the stories that happen, you will hear the parents tell you that when they, life is hard for these families, families that have children with the conditions that they live with, um, day to day is very difficult, and when they get the chance to go on a vacation like this, and they go to that, that place, that facility, and then they go to Disney World and meet the characters, it's like they get a week off from being ill, and they get to be who they're supposed to be, who they probably should be every day. And um, the parents will tell you that in, in some cases, the kids will leave from those vacations and they actually start to get better. Their, uh, their diagnosis, their prognosis, whatever the word is, um, starts to improve. And that's because they've had this period of time where they've been able to maybe latch onto hope, latch onto something that's fun and worthwhile, and get to have the moments with the fam- their family that they should probably be having you know, every day. And it changes you. It changes you. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's okay, I should have went first before her because I was already crying while she was doing it, so. <laughs> but anyways, I'm Liz. Hi, Liz. Um, and uh, so the way Disney started with me is that I grew up on a farm in Maryland and we didn't have cable TV, we didn't have any of those things, but we had movies. And we could watch movies whenever we wanted. We could watch them over and over, rewind them, break the tape. You could just go down to the video store and get another one. I could actually walk to the video store, so that was good. I feel like Ingalls. So, I know. <laughs> I know it, it was just the 80s. It wasn't that long ago, oh, really. Yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway, so I was always into like fairy tales and whisking you away into this wonderful land of pixie dust and I was just so into that even before I realized what it was to be in a community like this and go to a place that makes everyone happy so I never got to go to any of those places because we were didn't have a lot of money but um, as I got older in college and stuff I moved up here and uh, my aunt and uncle travel all the time they go different places all the time they go to Europe and we go to the Caribbean I realized that travel was like inside of me I needed to travel I want to travel all the time so when I met Nicole um, in college but then you know when we started dating she started telling me I go to Disney every year sometimes two or three times a year um, I was like well uh, I like to go everywhere I've how are we going to fit store. Egypt in if we're only right. going to Disney? <laughs> how, how are we going to go to New Zealand if we're in Disney every year? How, how are we going to do this? Okay, so I'll go. We'll have a great trip, but then next year we're going to go, I don't know, Fiji or, you know, lay on the sand. and you know. Um, but then I went, and we had the best time. The best time. Everyone's happy. Everyone's in a good mood. Everyone just wants to be with their family and their friends. And it was exactly what I thought fairy tales were supposed to be about. And I watched um, One Man's Dream (laughs) in the theater, bawling. (laughs) Bawling. Of course, I didn't. I mean, she knew I was crying, but she didn't know I'd actually gotten bitten by the Disney bug right then. And later on, the next day, we were in the pool, and I was like, I think we might have to come back next year. (laughs) How about six months? Can we plan a trip right now? (laughs) And now it's grown into something that we share together. It's a it's it's our, our other thing. That's it's 
family, friends, and Disney. You know you have it when you're planning the next trip on your current trip. Yes. That's yes. In the Disney pool. <laughs> now, now we're planning a wedding in 26 days. That's crazy. And we have a Disney theme wedding. There's that. <laughs> We're going on our honeymoon in Disney, and then we're going to Disneyland Paris. Like, we are just... And besides all that, like, like everyone else has said, like, I've gained friends and family. Like, I consider some of you guys family to me now through something that just makes everyone happy. How, how can you ever say there's something wrong with that? So, thank you. Well said. Thank you. Well said. This is so draining, isn't it? <laughs> gonna need a nap. It's a little I'm too dying. much good wishes going on. Ooh, the, we need a mean story about Disney. Who's got a, like a nasty one? No. Oh, oh, really? No, I'm Diane, and um, I am not a Disney fanatic, but I'm married to one. So, and I do love the Dismeets, and I do love going to Disney, although I never did. Before. I mean, I didn't go as a child. We went camping for vacation. So, I played Barbies yeah. in the woods. Yeah, well, you know. Nature girl. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but now we go to Disney for vacation. Um, but there's, there's something special about Disney for me that um, isn't about me at all. Um, it's about what happens to my husband, when he's at Disney. And um, we have um, an exceedingly stressful life. And my husband's life is more stressful than mine. Um, I mean, I'm like, yeah, he cooks dinner, you know. So I, I have, like, no stress at all. He has all the stress. <laughs> um, but when we go to Disney, um, that is when I see him not just mm-hmm. relax. He is never relaxed. Mm-hmm except when he's at Disney. He's not relaxed on the coast of Maine where I like to go on vacation. He's not relaxed in a long weekend. He never lets down until he's at Disney. And we, we have a pet name for that. We do call it the Disney lobotomy, <laughs> which um, actually happens to a lot of... We see a lot of people with that. But, um, but Disney will is wonderful. I love it. I love the princesses, etc. But what I love is the way my husband relaxes and that that will that's what disney means to me um if we could go five times a year you know and we could if i stopped spending money on stuff um, <laughs> you know <laughs> he tells me that anyway um then you know i would do that but that's the reason that i love going to disney and that's that's it's a good reason what's, yeah, and isn't I, mean, it I don't know if that's his reason but it's my reason <laughs> i think it's so funny too that that's true that happens to a lot of people it you know it happens to me you think Disney's so busy and hectic and crazy, and um, some of the people there are insane and will, you know, cut your throat to get your space in line. But um, <laughs> at, the, at the same time, it does have a very soothing and calming mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Just something about being there, and I can't really put it into words, but you really, you, you nailed it. It's, it's true. It's true. And your reason is just as good as anyone else's for Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Yeah. Rob. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Um, my story starts when I was a little kid, too. Uh, my dad and my mom used to take us to Disney World and Disneyland when we were little. I actually lived in Anaheim and Tampa for a little while, so we would go to the parks often. 
And uh, my parents also um, gave us a sense of wanderlust when we were kids, so we loved to travel. Um, and there's that, that thing when you walk under the train station and you see you know, the castle and all that stuff and that feeling you get inside or whatever. And when you're a little kid and you remember that and you're always trying to get that feeling back. And um, about four years ago, I had one of those life-changing events that wasn't very good. And uh, I found myself alone for the first time in 20 years. This group gave me a, a reason to keep going a little bit. I met a whole bunch of people, Sergio, a whole bunch of people that they would come down here and I would go with them. And it was the first time I went back. I'm like nervous. I don't know why. I'm never nervous. <laughs> Somebody get me some vodka. Um, it's Teresa. She does that to people. <laughs> and so, you know, this group and just being down there and everything. And somebody said to me, why do you go there all the time? And I said, because it's the only time I'm happy. Yeah. Now that's a little different now. I mean, you know, but at the time. So that's why I go. That's why yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Karen, and I'm a horrible speaker. <laughs> but I like Disney for a really weird reason. I'm very detail-oriented. Um, the first time we went to Disney, my in-laws took me um, because my father-in-law was diagnosed with cancer, and he wanted to go before he got too sick to go. And uh, I thought I was going to hate it. I'm like, four days in an amusement park, I'm going to be sitting on a bench eating crappy food, waiting for everyone to get off the roller coasters. And it was awesome. I loved everything about it. There was a ride for me. There was shows for me. It was so clean. Everyone was so happy. It's crazy. Uh, so we went back a second time, and um, I was even more impressed because my son has an immune deficiency, so he gets really sick really sudden if he gets sick. So we were in the coral reef, and within 15 minutes, he got a fever of up to 105, and he passed out in the restaurant. And everyone moved like that. Like, everything just stopped, and we were at Disney Medical, I swear, in under five minutes. And I have been hooked since then, because it was that detail and that organization and the customer service and all of that. It just makes it really easy. So I love it. And then I started watching you guys, and you talk about legal stuff and the new stuff and, like, the business end, and I love all that stuff. The best advice I can ever give anybody going to Disney, especially somebody who's been going many times stop and enjoy the details mm-hmm. the details so don't always pop out at you but when you start looking for them they're going to amaze you even more and they're everywhere exactly everywhere yeah so i think that, that's my that. best advice and you've already taken it so yeah. i can remember that one of the first times that when we went for christmas that first year you know the big flower bed in in front of epcot they had poncettas in there and that night they had a frost which we don't get too many of but the next day, they had replanted that whole entire flower bed. And it's like, where else could you go that they would replace all the flowers? And when they replaced it, it looked like it had been there, you know, for days. It's like, wow. And that's when I got hooked. It was the details that did it for yeah, me. It is. I love all the details. We can be hypercritical of Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can tell Disney what they're doing wrong. However, but most, I like of, that. most of the time... Yeah. Disney gets it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you say it out of love. You don't say it. It's absolutely. Out of being it is because of the fact that we we consider ourselves Disney geeks that we notice when things don't go as well. Other people might shrug it off. I think it's out of love that we see it. Mm-hmm. You know. Thank so, you. Thank you. <laughs> 
My name is Kaylee, and I'm a Disneyholic. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee. So proud. Um, my first trip to Disney World, I was eight years old. I'm 21 now. We went with family, so little kids, and it was whatever. I was fun. I was a kid in Disney. But we had a day. It was me and my mom, and we went off on our own for the first time, and that's when it changed. I remember we... We got. We were in Magic Kingdom. We had no idea what was what. We went on Space Mountain, and I remember thinking it was a ten minute wait. I remember thinking that it was going to be like the People Mover, like an Omni ride, <laughs> and it wasn't. But that's what started it. That trip was amazing, and Disney was just such an escape from from reality, and it still is to this day. It it's just so magical. I mean, there's no news. There's no work. There's no school. There's Starbucks, but I'm not going to touch on that. <laughs> and uh, so we come home from that trip. Uh, two months later, we plan the next one, just us, mother, daughter, and that continued throughout my life now. And we found the Diz boards, the Diz Unplugged, and I just wanted to thank you guys for bringing Disney into my life. Um, Kaylee, you can't weekly. be 21. <laughs> I met you when you were much younger, and I haven't aged at all, so you can't be 21. <laughs> Okay, I'm 12. Um, I want to thank you guys. You put the podcast out on, so Wednesdays for me. I listen to each of them twice a week. <laughs> so thank you for that. And if it wasn't for you guys, I'm not sure I'd be as a Disney freak as I am. And I'm not sure I ever would have heard of the Disney College Program, which I did. And I got to work as photopass photographer in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you, I guess. Thank you. Um, so yeah, my professional life is downhill from now because nothing's going to be that. But I just want to thank you guys so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jim. I'm actually not too much of a Disney freak. But before yeah. I begin, can I give a shout out to Sean and Craig? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right now. Um, sorry. And well. Disney started for me when I was a little younger, but it was the movies, it was the TV shows. The new Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears before she was wackadoodle. Um, and my mom always said, well, I remember when the original Mickey Mouse Club was on with the Netflix and Cello, and everyone was in, if you were out playing, you were lame because you had to go watch Mickey Mouse Club. I'm like, what do you mean? And she kept telling these stories of, I went to Disney when it first opened, and I remember landing in Orlando International Airport, and there was grass growing in a runway. Um, It's like, okay. Well, I got to go when I was eight. I lost my dad when I was five, so we didn't have much money. But I got to go there. Then I got to go to Disneyland, and not again until 2002 with my wife now. We were engaged at the time, I believe. And... It was a different experience, and we went, kept going back and back, and she kept dragging me in, and then she found this online board, and I'm like, yeah, go do that, fine, have fun with it. <laughs> and then she started listening to the podcast right around the time Bob start passed, and she, I remember her saying, oh, it's so sad this guy died. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry to hear that's, that's sad. And she's like, kept listening and listening, and then I just remember the Shutters review. She's like, you have to listen to this review. <laughs> you just have to. And I just, I remember listening to it. We plugged it in the car on the way home. I think you changed and lives I just, with that review. Yeah. <laughs> I just cracked up, you know, hearing that. And she got me hooked in it. 
and we went back to Disney, went on Keys to the Kingdom, had Anna as the tour guide. Anna is Corey's sister. Yes. Not, not Elsa's Anna. No. Sorry. <laughs> Anna Martin. Yeah. And she was great. And we just keep going back. And the joke now is we go to Disney for her. I go for the food. <laughs> and I love those little things that we just find. We found the ice cream shop in France, which I didn't know about and has great ice cream. We found the Main Street ice cream parlor with these huge ice cream sandwiches that I couldn't believe how big they were. And it's just nice to go back and have that relaxing time and finding new things every single time. So true. It's not just the the rides, you know, the big things that we all think of when we go to Disney. It's it's the spontaneous moments. It's the little corners of the parks where we have the the special things that happen unexpectedly most of the time. Well, and for me, it's I don't go for the rides cuz I'm from Hershey, and I have Hershey Park with giant roller coasters, and I'm a coaster fan. Disney, you know, not big rides, but I like going there. Those are fighting words, Jim. There's 175 people behind you. Just be careful. Disney's better than Hershey Park, and I'm from Pennsylvania. Yes. Sorry, I still give Christmas to Hershey. Both of you need to go back to your corners. Yeah. I will give Christmas to Hershey over Disney. Jim, I would sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Time's up. We want to talk to Evelyn now. Come on. Thanks, <laughs> Jim. All right, I'll let it. <laughs> wow, that turned bad fast, didn't it? <laughs> that turned on us quickly there. Okay, everybody has a drink. all friendly till they turn happy. on you. <laughs> Oh my God, feel happy before. (laughs) I like Disney at Christmas. (laughs) Oh, you're now, you're just sucking up. Oh my God. Um, I'm Evelyn, and how I got to Disney, I didn't get there actually until I was almost 30 with my uh, best friend who's here, Cheryl. That's a long, corny story. Growing up, though, it was the, um, the Sunday night Disney show. And we're going to go someday, we're going to go someday, and it just didn't happen. So um, at that time, my first trip, we, Cheryl and I were always trying to connive her, and we said, oh, we, we need to take the kids, we need to take the kids. And my oldest son was six, and my youngest son was 11 months. And I think from all of the stories, from everybody on the panel, I can take a little tidbit. Um, and Tara, because my youngest son was 11 months old, but some of my favorite pictures of Disney are of him with characters. This, you know, my little baby, oh my God, or when he was three and he could run up to characters. If you wait, that's never going to happen. They're Cheryl's little son, when he was three, he ran up to Pluto, burst through the line, better than any Brazilian ever could. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> and, he, and he looked in Pluto's mouth, and he was just like, ah. So if you wait until they're 12, they're going to remember, but they're not going to do that, and you're not going to have that you memory. You're not going to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for me at this point, without a lot of blah, blah, Disney's become about people. Um, when we go, we try to go every second year, every year. I travel with my lifelong best friend and her family. Her and I have gone alone. Um, my husband and I are going to go on our first cruise to celebrate our 30th anniversary. Where I'm going with this is now Disney is about people. When we go there and you're in the parks, don't look at me. I'm not looking at you. Um, <laughs> 
it's, um, you know, I've been a little hardcore. We're not allowed to have our phones out. We sit down, we sit down, we sit down with Cheryl and Syl and their family, and we talk, and we acknowledge, and we're sharing things together. And it doesn't matter if it's a ride that's corny or a ride that mom wants to go on, and, you know, I've got sons 21 and 27. They're going to come on it with mom now because, you know, way back when we did, and remember when somebody got sick or you remember this and that. So it's all these memories, but it's also all about people. And... uh, 15 years ago when I got sick, um, the Diz became an escape place, so I found new people. Um, I was listening to all you guys, and I found like-minded Diz freaks, and um, I found one of my best friends in the whole world. I found a family member, and uh, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> and again, it's just, it's all about the people and, and what we're all sharing. Everybody's head is going, yeah, yeah, you know, when you see the castle and you come up from underneath, and, um, and whether you like rides or whether you like Disney or whether you like the history, last February it rained. There was hardly anybody in the parks. And Cheryl and Kathy and Teresa and I went down Main Street in the rain, laughing like fools. We didn't go in a shop. Sorry. <laughs> we didn't Kathy and I skipped. We didn't, go, we didn't go in a shop, and we weren't on a ride, and we weren't in a fancy, the Polly or the Grand. We were just people having fun at Disney, and, I, and that's really what it is. And the icing on the cake is that my son took his soon-to-be fiancé there, and her first trip to Disney, and they spent 13 and a half hours in Magic Kingdom. So I get A plus as a mother. <laughs> Just so you all know, they are the responsible for the new Nova Scotia meet. Yes. I know they were introduced before, but they are also in our fundraising family. So thank you. I think what um, everyone's been sharing, there's been an underlying. <gasps> Late, oh, late do breaking news. Come on. Give it to Jenny Lynn. Here we go. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. This will be continued in just a moment, but the numbers are in. And at this point, we have raised, I hope everyone's sitting down, $20,738. Plus, plus we still have to do the live auction. So congratulations, everyone. That's amazing. This is an example. This is an example of what we're talking about, how our our interest and our love for Disney can bring us all together to accomplish really great things. And that's kind of where I was going. There's just this underlying theme with what everyone's saying, and that is, you know, Disney is not... Uh, it's not just a trip. It's not just a vacation. It's become a part of our lives. It's become the people in our lives. That certainly was the case for me. I actually grew up in Florida, South Florida, very, not that far from Disney. So when you live in Florida, Disney's life, you know, all roads lead to Disney. You go there for family trips. You go there with your youth groups. You go there with, you know, friends, um, f- school field trips, everything, your, your band goes, everybody goes for everything. So I grew up going all the time. And um, for me, it became uh, an emotional attachment simply because uh, my childhood would not be described as ideal. I lived through quite a few painful situations growing up. And, um, but we would still, we would go to Disney regularly. And Is that I, you? Yes. <laughs> Teresa has to teach me how to do this to, quietly. She hasn't, she hasn't mastered that skill, apparently. <laughs> um, but anyway, when, when we would go to Disney, we, when we were there, we were 
in my mind, the family that we should have been every day. And I think, you know, it's, I got along with my siblings and uh, my parents acted lovingly towards each other or after they divorced, that wasn't the case, but we went in separate parties and it was still the great time. You know, the, the pain that we lived through at home on a day-to-day basis, it, it just went away for a little while and we got a break from it. And, um, you know, so, you know, then I become a teenager and somebody mentioned the Mickey Mouse Club, whoever what that was. Uh, I'm with you. That was Jim. Uh, Jim's gone. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> Jim has been thrown out of the room for mentioning Hershey Park. He was escorted out. But, um, you know, watching the Mickey Mouse Club, the 90s Mickey Mouse Club on TV, I I watched those kids. It was something that I wanted to uh, be a part of. And for those reasons, I kept going. And then, again, you know, it it becomes a part of the milestones that you reach. And it continued to be that way for me. I've been to the parks as a toddler. I've been to the parks as a tween, as a teen, um, as a new wife. I honey mooned there. I've been there as a breastfeeding mother. Uh, oh, pregnant. Oh, let's talk about that. Walking around when you're, you know, the, the timer's about to pop on that turkey. Um, <laughs> I've been through, there through all stages. All of my milestones have been hit at this park. It's a part of my life. I started my blog writing about uh, Disney as a lifestyle because it actually had become that for me. And, um, and the reason is, as we've all said, it's not, it's not just it's not just a park. It's not just a roller coaster. It's, um, it becomes more than that when you meet people such as yourselves and you accomplish things like this for other people. And um, I think for that reason, we, we all can be thankful to Walt, as Kathy alluded to earlier. I think he's actually done so much more than he probably ever envisioned in the first place. So, um, again, thank you all for being who you are. There's a gentleman over here. Oh, over. Okay. I apologize. I no problem. Okay. Hi, James. Hi, James. Uh, James. I apologize in advance. You're going to get a lot of those. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> my dad Not a contest, James. indoctrinated me from birth, <laughs> from straight up birth. To hear my grandmother uh, talk about and him when he was alive, he was the oldest of 10 children and he had to share everything. Disney was the one place he put his foot down. He, if he went to the movies, he, when Disney movie came out, he got to go, him and my grandmother alone. Didn't have to bring any of the other siblings. That was all we wanted. He didn't want any of them else there. They could, if they wanted to go other trip, fine. That's, they could go to the movies. He wanted it with just them. Uh, Sunday would roll around, and he would, he would put on lock that they got to watch The Wonderful World of Disney. Didn't matter what baseball game, other movie, something on TV. No, he got to watch that. Because when you're the oldest of 10, you, they take, he had to share everything else. So I've been indoctrinated from birth. Like, my first trip, I was born in 1980, first trip was 1981, don't remember a lick of it other than anecdotes and photos. Uh, the, it just literally, with my folks in the very, actually like three months after they came back, were in a mall and saw a timeshare for a place like 10 minutes from the park, bought in then. We went every other year throughout my entire youth. Uh, Disney permeated my entire life. I remember being a latchkey kid and coming home when the most, both my folks were at work and throwing on the Disney afternoon, I want DuckTales back. It was everything. Like, when they'd finally open up the vaults and put things out on VHS, they were bought like that week. Uh, I went with him my entire life. He, uh, his last trip, uh, he was about to have knee replacement surgery. He walked around the park, thought he could do it. Didn't have a prayer. Spent the entire next day in pain. Aww. I told him, I'm pushing your 
around the wheelchair, don't care. That's how it's going to happen because you're not going to lose every other day at the park just because you were a stubborn jerk. <laughs> so, I love the guy, don't get me wrong. Are you crying uh, at Teresa? So, <laughs> down to the point where Cradle the Grave, he ruined his, second la- his last Disney trip by going ahead and dying seven days before it was supposed to happen. And we had the, like, the, the canceling the trip was one thing, who cares? I, was, I miss my dad. But, I remember going my first trip without him, me and my mom and my brother, and it was one of the points where I could t- think far more about my dad's life than my dad's death, where it was being in the parks and remembering the things that had happened with him, and I've made it my point. Now, I had a friend, my friends had a kid, and it was so funny, they were like, new age parents, we're not going to put these fairy tales in their inner head, none of this princess bull crap yeah. that, that, that they think it's going to like be that. I have made it my ultimate mission to indoctrinate her with every fiber of my being. And it's already taken. And it's so great because like, they, they tried to put up a fight for a little time. They made one trip. They're, they're hooked now. And like the kid's three. She's been to every park. I've only been to two. What is this deal? But, like, I'm, I'm, I've, I've took them down for, uh, told them all about the Halloween trip. They made it, had a blast. I'm bringing them back for her birthday in December. And it's just something to pass on to, to, to people you care about. Uh-huh. The moments you have, like, I, even not even people I care, the, the guest in the park is one of my favorite things. Like, I know what I look like. I look like an extra in Sons of Anarchy. Like, I have no kids. I'm single. And I walk around the park, and I will sit with people and, like, just talk about how much they also care about where they are. The times, that, like, it's one of the things, like, even, like, fast passes are kind of uh, overrated in that some of the best interactions I've ever had at the parks is time standing in queues, talking to fun oh, families yeah. from yeah, God knows yeah. where that I'm never going to see ever again. <laughs> yeah. That if I didn't have these parks... I was never going to see them at all. And just having those moments with people, even if it's 20 minutes standing in line for the Haunted Mansion, it's still awesome. Yeah. And I think that's what people take away more than every other moment. Yeah. And that's, yep. okay. Nicole said it. Yeah. You are your true self at Disney. Yeah. 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 And I cannot think of a better note to wrap this up on. Um, thank you all for participating. If I could, I'd like to get a round of applause for Sean and Craig for the work they do, that they do for producing. They know what all these wires do. Exactly. And thank you to all of you for putting this together and allowing us to be a part of it. It's really our honor to be here. And uh, that is going, I know, this is amazing. We, Twenty thousand. We were a part of this. <laughs> That's a stinking Tara big deal. Tara said before, what was it? Tara ninety six. This makes it hundred and fifteen. Wow. wow. And we're not done. Not yeah. done. We're gonna keep going. But I think that is going to do it for this episode of the Dis Unplugged. We hope that you enjoy it. We're going to be with you again next week. So take care, everyone, and thank you, New England, for putting on this fantastic event. Yeah.